You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. So we're thinking about the year. We're asking this question. When we look at a blank slate, before the world fills up our year, what would Jesus prioritise? And we're doing that by going back through Luke and continuing where we left off last year and looking at the type of things that Jesus found important. As we look at the blank calendar, as we have a fresh start, new potential, as we think about what's going to happen this year, as we already as just spoke about face hardship, opportunities. What would Jesus find? What would Jesus put first in his calendar as we look at his life? I spoke a couple of weeks ago, sometimes we do Christmas and then we straight, jump straight to Easter and forget the years that Jesus walked amongst us. God amongst us taught, spoke. What did he prioritise? Yes, he was born, that's amazing. Yes, he died and rose again, amazing. But what about the in-between? What did he do with his life when he was here? What would God do amongst us? And two weeks ago, we looked at three questions uh, out of the passage, and we'll look at three more today. But we said, who gets to speak into this year in your life? Is it your friends? Is it social media? Is it the news? Is it the fear and anxiety of this world? Or who gets to speak into this year? Or is it God, first of all? What are you asking God? Are you asking God? Most of us looking around, I know we're Christians, but we so easily, I do at least, forget to ask God what he has for 2022. Even as a church pastor, as Lockie was saying, we start planning the year, we start getting excited. Um, and then I've got, oh, that's right, I probably should ask the guy that holds it all together, <laughs> God. And so sometimes it does take getting COVID and slowing down and sitting at home going, I have no control over anything. Maybe I should ask the one that does. And so are you asking God for what he has for you in 2022? And then what relationships? We see Jesus in the passage we looked at two weeks ago, prioritise people above everything. People are not a way to get something. They are the goal for Jesus. So on his way to helping a very important person raise their child from the dead, from the dead he stops for a lady and brings her dignity new life and restoration because people are important to him. They're not a means to an end. They were the reason for the end. And are we treating people the same way? Are they just a way for us to get to the next thing? Are we just rushing by them? Or are they a priority in 2022? I hope for me and for us, that's our prayer. And so let's continue in Luke 9. It's going to pop up here, but if you want to grab a Bible from the pew, you can do that. Luke 9, as we continue to look at Jesus' life and look at the things that he found important. Let's read Luke 9. And he called the 12 together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. And he said to them, take nothing for your journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, nor money. And do not even have two tunics. Do not have two tunics. And whatever house you enter, stay there. And from there depart. And wherever you do not receive you, when you leave that town, shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. And so they departed and went through the villages, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere here we have jesus send his disciples out to have a go for the first time 
recorded in Luke. Have a go at this, guys. You've seen me for a little bit, Jesus saying, now your turn. Really important here to note as we look at 2022, these are not experts. These guys haven't even done Bible college. I mean, I spent some time with God. That's got a, a credit, some, get you some credit <laughs> walking amongst him. But they're not professionals. They don't know everything. In fact, soon after this, they make a ton more mistakes. They don't get the whole picture. They're not perfect. But Jesus is willing to give them a go, to have a go at this. He's not looking for perfection. He's looking for growth. And so they are sent. Tells them you have authority, even though you're not perfect, even though you're going to stuff it up. Here's authority, my authority, I'm giving to you to go out into the communities and out into the networks and neighbourhoods. They are sent. Leads me to the first question from Jesus' priorities today. When we look at 2022, do you know you are sent? Let me read that again. Do you know that you are sent? As you look at your blank calendar, do you know that of all the times, of all the history, of all the things you could be born into, of this COVID season, you are here now for a reason. You've been sent into this time, this year, 2022 January. It's not an accident. It's not just to exist. You are on a mission. If you know Jesus, you are sent into this year. Do you know this? Do you carry that into 2022? You are sent into this year. If you have breath in your lungs, you are sent into this year. Sounds like a simple enough question, but I don't know about you, it's easy to forget. Christmas was huge. It's easy just to kind of slide into the next year. (laughs) Here we go again, we think. But no, it's a new opportunity, a new day. If you know Jesus, you have power and authority. You're sent into this year. He has stuff for you to do this year. Not in a works mentality. He wants, he wants you to work and play with dad this year. He has, I, he has a mission for you. You are sent into 2022. God knows you're still learning. God knows you will make mistakes. God knows he needs to do the heavy lifting. But in 2022 is another chance to have to work with dad, to be sent by him even into this, or especially into this COVID-divided time where everyone is just so angry, you are sent as a non-anxious presence who knows Jesus into 2022. Do you know you're sent? If you're taking notes, first question to ask yourself as you plan out 2022, do you know that you are sent into this year? Do you have ways to remind yourself of this daily? I I reckon we might know this in January, but February comes around as another variant. Who knows? It's so easy to forget. How do you remind yourself of this in 2022? How do you remind yourself? Do you have something on your phone? I know people that have verses on their roof. (laughs) So when they wake up, it's the first thing they say, I'm sent into today. How do you remind yourself before the world gets to speak into your year? How do you remind yourself each day you've been sent into that day? A couple of ways. This year we really want to pick up the small tables picture again. 
people around you reminding you, hey, you're sent, you're sent. Church, Sunday is meant to be an encouragement and celebration, a reminder, that's right, that's what it's about. (laughs) It's about Jesus, his hope, his love, let's go again. Do you know that you're sent? What a way to live in 2022. What often happens though, I don't know about you, what happens is um, you get to see God work over Chrissy. We saw God do some powerful things in this church over Chrissy. You set up your year, you have good routines, you feel in line with what Christ has for you. And then I don't know about you, but this, this is what gets me. This is the next sort of step from this. This is what gets me. I'm driving into my house in 2022. I know it's going to happen. And all of a sudden you're driving in, you're feeling good with God, you're motivated, and you pull into your house and think, I reckon I'd have so much more room if my house was as big as my neighbours. Maybe we could add a second story. You start to notice, gee, my car's getting a bit old. It'd be nice to update that. It's really, it's really struggling. My, ha- my tent has a few leaks now from a storm. It'd be nice to upgrade that. My yard would look better if it had a boat in it, wouldn't it? A boat that I never used, but it did look nice. Or maybe for you, 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 you do this, 2022, you're sent into the year, and then as you pull into the driveway, maybe it's not about a second story or uh, whatever, maybe you hit the garage door and a bit of puff of smoke comes out of the garage door and it breaks. Or you look under your car and there's liquid pouring out of it going, that's not good, and you're distracted. Things. I don't know about you, I know by February I'm going to need this reminder again. So easily to get distracted. Or on your way, this is just in the driveway alone, on your way back from church, in the driver you accidentally clip the letterbox. Or your partner does and scratches the side of the car. All of a sudden you forget, so easy to forget your scent. That's just in the driveway, imagine going inside. Stuff. Stuff is not wrong to have. It's kind of drawing to my second point. Stuff is not wrong to have, but gee, it's distracting. It can be. Stuff can own you, they say, rather you own it. The more stuff you have, the more responsibility, the more things that can distract you. It's not wrong to have nice things. I've recently, I've been so, we have a friend that's a builder that was starting out in pools and he's able to build me and the family a, a, a relatively cheap pool. Really nice. Really nice. The kids haven't left it. But do you know what I've learned? With that comes, this is the dark side of it. My goodness, those things to manage. There's so many chemicals. There's so, and do you know what? Turns out pool chemicals aren't cheap. So I've been to Bunnings every week, doing little pool tests, learning all about pools. But it's, it's distracting. It's stuff. Stuff. I'm so blessed to have a pool, but stuff can own you. And this is exactly what Jesus knows. And this is the second point he tells them. He says, pack light for the journey. Know you're sent, but don't get distracted by the world. I I spoke about this two weeks ago, this picture. I saw some of you smile because you remember. This is a legit picture. If you weren't here a couple of weeks ago, this is a legit legit picture at a Woolworths, not after Chrissy, but I think it was around the 22nd of December, they already had the Easter eggs out. So if you're not following me with house maintenance, if you're not following me with stuff, know this, 
the world wants you to know before Christmas presents have even been finalised that you should be thinking about Easter eggs for Easter. <laughs> if your garage door doesn't break, if you don't scratch the car in the way of the driveway, if you don't think you'd be look nice with a boat, the world will tell you that you need more, you need more stuff. It's got you stressing about Easter before Christmas is even done. The world is screaming at you, telling you you need more. Thinking that you don't have enough. Or making you dream of what you could have. Not focusing on the fact that we are sent and bringing the kingdom of God and what we do have already in Jesus. This is why I love the second question that Jesus tells his disciples as he says, pack light. Do you have too much stuff? Twenty twenty two. There's nothing wrong with having nice things. But when Jesus prioritizes his disciples' life, he says, Be careful about stuff. Be careful about getting distracted. I was reading a great book on the minimalist movement from a Christian pastor that wrote about being minimal. It's a whole movement where people try to own less stuff. And he says the bit for him that changed everything is when he was reorganizing his garage on a Saturday and he saw his kids playing, going, come play me, Dad. And he realized once a month he reorganizes his garage, never gets any of it out, but reorganizes his stuff. He says, maybe life would be easy if I just didn't have that stuff. So he did a big garage sale, cleared it all out, and was lighter and actually spent a Saturday with his kids, not reorganising the stuff that he already owned. So stuff's not evil. You're allowed to have a pool. You're allowed to have things. But if, is it distracting you in 2022? Jesus says, hey, it's best to pack light so you can concentrate on my mission. Don't let it own you. Don't spend weekends reorganising stuff or stressing about extra money to afford new stuff. For Jesus, is about being present with your family or friends and focusing on the mission that God has given you. Next question. We know we're sent. We know we get distracted. Say you clear out your garage. What now? What do we do with this year? What does Jesus say to look for as we go into 2022? Well, he tells them, and I've called this line, you've probably heard me talk about this before. He talks about people of peace. He talks about walking into some homes and they receive you and he talks about walking into others and you shake the dust off your feet. So question three for you this morning is who are the people of peace in your life? What do I mean? I use this example a lot, but I think it's a good example. There's two people that die beside Jesus on the cross. One of the people uses their final suffocating breath to acknowledge this guy beside him might be significant. We all know people like that, right? We all know people in your life that go, are curious about church. Uh, uh, I'm actually camping at Brunswick, actually. This, just thought of this just then. There's a family next to us camping and they're not Christians but there's something about them 
and they're really curious and they're really nice. You know those people who go, they, they should be Christians. It's unfair because I, I know Christians that don't act that Christian. <laughs> and this family doesn't know Jesus, but they should. It's, they're peaceful about it. They're curious. They're open. They were talking about their sponsor kids and they're asking us about the church. And I thought, they're people of peace. You know people in your life that have this peace or curiosity. Oh, you went, did you go to church again, they ask. Marin has a lady at work that every chance she gets, she goes, every time she does it kind of patronising, she swears and goes, oh, sorry, the pastor's wife's here. She's something in her, that lady is just bothering her in a good way that Marin is a Christian. They're curious, they're wanting to know. Find those people this year. That's what Jesus is saying. If they accept you into their house, you know that person that keeps inviting you over, the neighbour, that person that keeps inviting you maybe even to that party, that person that keeps inviting you to that whatever. Go, meet them, get to know them. Let them see Jesus in you. Don't get distracted by stuff. Know that you're sent into that neighbourhood and know that that person like Jesus on the cross is curious about something, has seen something in you. Even if you've been a horrible example, <laughs> If you've got Jesus, they'll see something in you. Find those people. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm talking about? I know um, we're a bit small today, a bit quieter today. Does that make sense, people of peace? Do we have people that we can think of now in our lives that have a peace about your faith? I think about, I've seen Anne and Wayne here, I'm thinking about the surf club. Some of you would know that we had a Christmas Day lunch on Christmas Eve for the, for the homeless and those struggling in our community the coffee shop attached to the surf club ran it. Now, are they directly Christians? No. But when they thought of the poor, they thought of the church, and they came and ran it, people of peace. I can't wait till we get to baptise them here. <laughs> because they're open to it. Then Jesus warns us about the other side. People and social media... This divided time right now, we know the other side. Angry, don't you dare preach at me before you even opened your mouth. Just looking for an argument. Very rarely do you win people over for Jesus winning an argument, ever. Not saying you shouldn't have intelligent, intellectual conversations about God, but very rarely someone angry at God, you're going to bridge that gap by winning an argument. They're not going to go, oh, sorry. I'm angry at church, I'm angry at people, I hate Christians. Oh, you convinced me today. <laughs> you got me. So beside Jesus on the other side, the other guy dying in his last couple of breaths uses it to curse Jesus. We all know people like that, that even on their way out, they just one more dig. Do we leave them alone forever? No, we pray for them. Their season will come. But we don't, Jesus said, wipe your dust off. It's not, don't use 2022 trying to chase people. And you know, that can be heartbreaking. That might be some of your kids, your grandkids. I'm not saying don't stop praying for them. I'm not saying don't connect with them. But everyone has their season where the Holy Spirit is doing the work. And so just pray for an opening around that people of peace. Don't underestimate that it doesn't all rest on you, that there are people in their lives that are connecting with them and it's amazing how it happens. I'll 
full of stories today, probably because I'm a bit tired, but I don't think you'll mind me sharing this. Our drummer, Dave, old mate of mine, I've never met a man being chased by God so much. His best mate, who was probably the worst example of them all, he becomes a pastor. He starts working with this young guy called Marky Collins. He's preaching in him every day. His boss, he starts working for a company. That guy's a Christian. And about two years ago, he's just, he just says to me, okay, I'm coming. I stuff it like I'm, I cannot escape this. Every person I know is a Christian. And he's here playing drums, worshipping God with us. He just got chased. There's a season for everything. I've prayed for that guy for my entire life and repented of how bad of an example I've been to that man. But when the season was right, God got him. People of peace. Look for people of peace this year and respond. Don't be so distracted by stuff, a gender empire that you can't respond to people that God has put in your life. As we look at 2022, as we look at the blank calendar, as we think about our weeks, as we think about our plans, those three questions. Do you know that you're sent? Do you have too much stuff? <laughs> and are you looking for people of peace? They're the things that Jesus gave to his disciples as they go, as they went. And let me just finish with one little story that I've never noticed ever before reading through this. One little paragraph that this finishes, and I think this sums up the potential of the church living like this in 2022. Luke 9, just after it, it says this. Now Herod heard about all the things happening and he was perplexed because it was said by some that John had been raised from the dead, by some that Elijah had appeared and by others that one of the prophets of old had risen. Herod said, John I beheaded, but who is this? about whom I hear such things, and he sought to see him. Nothing is ordered in the Bible accidentally. The writers had a, a message they wanted to tell you when they told this story. So they deliberately put this story of Herod, which we haven't heard of since Christmas, right here after Jesus sends out the 12. Why? Because this guy is getting frustrated. He finds what they're calling the new Elijah, John, and he goes, I'm going to kill this movement. And so he beheads the dude. Then next minute there's Jesus. And as we know, they're going to get him too. They're going to kill him eventually too because he won't stop this movement that is both political because it's a kingdom, but it just won't stop. It's like I'm calling it the right type of virus. It just, they can't get rid of it. And then he starts equipping disciples and sending them out and they start preaching this and start living this. He's frustrated. It's like that, have you played that whack-a-mole at time zone? He's like, I'll behead that guy. We'll crucify that guy. How do you kill these Christians? He's perplexed. I thought I killed one. 2,000 years they've been trying to shut this down. Not Herod. He died. <laughs> they've been trying to shut us down for 2,000 years and they just can't do it because of this because Jesus says after me you'll do greater things than this he's our main man he's our main God he's our God 
But he left so the Holy Spirit meant that we can go. Not getting distracted by what the world tells us to do. Not getting distracted by stuff or empire. But being sent into 2022. And the enemy must be so frustrated. I can't get them. I can even try to close down their churches. But I just I can't get them. <laughs> they keep loving people. They keep connecting with their neighbours. They keep seeing Janice. They keep baking for people in the community and giving food. Bev, oh man, sea change. Stop converting people at sea change. It's spreading. I thought it was just Burley I had to worry about. Now it's Arundel. Now it's Mermaid Surf Club. Now it's the schools. Now it's the residents in Miami where Bonnie and Brad live. Stop. <laughs> it must be so frustrating. I love that. That's the enemy. Church, in 2022, I'm a little bit tired this morning and I don't know how clear it's been, but just understand this, in 2022, we can ask God at the start what he wants, where we're sent. If we can prioritise our, our year to not build empire and be distracted by things and what our neighbours are doing. And then we can pursue relationship and people that are open to the gospel it's going to be an incredible year. The enemy will be so frustrated because he just can't get us because we're out there loving, telling people about Jesus and showing them the life and hope eternally. Let me pray. The lady's going to sing one more song. And um, yeah, let me pray. Father, the world wants us distracted. It wants us scared of this virus. It wants us scared of economic crashes. It wants us terrified. It wants us thinking about Easter eggs at Christmas. It wants us thinking about what our neighbour has and what we don't. It wants us thinking about our friend's bank account and what we don't have in it. It wants us jealous of our friend's pictures on Instagram and Facebook and their perfect curated life. It wants us distracted. It wants us thinking about second stories or thinking about boats in the driveway. It wants us thinking about stuff. You have a different calling for your people, Lord. One that is simple, one that we pack light because everything we have is in you and one where we're sent into 2022, bringing your hope, your love, your presence, your peace into the world. Something you've been doing for 2,000 years and will continue to do through this church. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you did last year. And we just pray a blessing on 2022 as a sense of commissioning as we go. Sent by you in Jesus' name. Amen.